Hi, my name is Jackie Perez, and I'm the in-game host as well as the digital host for the Toronto Argonauts Football Club. Thanks for coming in. Live from Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio in session. Thanks for having me. No worries. There's a party going on. There in the is. Back. There is. And maybe some of this music will bleed into the podcast, but there's. Is uh, it your birthday? Is that why? It's not my birthday. <laughs> no, it's Harry Potter's birthday. The day we are recording this. Real Harry Potter or like Daniel Radcliffe? No, real. Yeah, like Harry, the, the Harry Potter, like Harry Potter. Today's his birthday. And who's who's the author? J.K. Rowling. It's her <laughs> birthday as well. So that's okay. how, how she made it. Harry Potter's birthday is also her birthday. So, thank, uh, thank you for that fast fact. Hey, no worries. <laughs> that's that's what I am here to do. Um, but yeah, so the music we we are here at Girth Radio Studios inside Toronto Pacific Junction Hotel. Uh, and thank you, Jackie, for for coming by. Thanks, Grim. Um, Argos. You gotta you gotta do it much do how do much we, more how energetic do we do it? than that. Okay. How do we do it? We're gonna do Argos on three. On three. Okay. okay here we go. One, two, two three. three. Argos. There we Almost. go. How Almost. is that? Almost. You know what? That's your second time doing it. I'll accept. <laughs> Hopefully, people are still listening to us. Um. Yeah, so let's let's talk about you. You're you're with the Toronto Argos, Argonauts right now, in game host. Um, you have been doing this for how long now? So um, I've been with the Toronto Argos for seven years. Three years of that, I've been doing in game hosting. So yeah. I was really lucky that uh, the final year at the Rogers Center. Mm-hmm. That was my first year was, okay. in game hosting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the last year when we moved, made the move to BMO Field. Mm-hmm. I was also uh, lucky enough to experience that and continue on with my second season at BMO. That's great stuff. Uh, now, before all of this, uh, you went to school at uh, Guelph. I went to Guelph Humber. Guelph Humber. For their media program. Now, originally, you're from the Philippines. I am. Born and raised there? I was born you're in the born Philippines. There. When I tell raised people, in the I six? was yeah, raised in uh, the GTA. The GTA. Well, the 905. The 905. <laughs> Doesn't There's sound no six cool. in there. No. <laughs> 647, that didn't exist when no. I moved here. Um, so I was born in the Philippines. Yeah. Um, probably around the age of three, four, my family moved mm-hmm. uh to Mississauga, um, okay. so I just grew up outside of Toronto. I grew up around there. And Family includes you, mom, dad, brothers, sisters. I'm the middle child, so I got older brother, younger okay. brother. So yeah. we're all sandwiched between. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So um, even my family here, um, majority are boys and guys. So ah. uh, everyone's like, "That's why you like sports so much." That's... I was like, "I don't know, maybe, but uh, yeah, yeah." What, what did your What did your parents do in, uh, in the Philippines? Um, so they are both in uh, what. I don't, I don't know if this is uh, a stereotype, but what my parents did, they were in business, so finance accountant. So okay. um, both my parents are in the finance industry. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone jokes, like, do they encourage you to go to nursing or go in business? My older my older brother went <laughs> oh, into no. business. Okay. Uh, my younger brother, I went the opposite route. So he, my younger brother uh, went to George Brown, actually, okay. around here, so for culinary. Um, but ah. I went uh, the media route. I, media. I, I knew. I was like, I, I don't want to do math. I don't want to uh, sit at a nine-to-five desk uh-huh. business job. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoy media, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a very outgoing person. I, I danced growing up, so that performer is in me. Yes. So 
Now you said you said nursing. Is that like a stereotypical Filipino? Are you asking that seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, well, like who asked? Like who would ask you that? My family. Are you, why don't you? Why don't you? Don't you want to be a nurse or okay. finance? Like, so oh, it wasn't no. like your non-Filipino friends that are joking with you saying, "I don't." Maybe I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That, I feel like that's a typical thing. I mean, a lot okay. of my family members, when I look at it, are yeah. either in accounting or in nursing. Or in nursing. Yeah. I don't see the relationship now, between I, the two, but it's I feel like you're going to think about this, and then you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to. Got it. <laughs> got it. I know others. No. <laughs> I have no clue. Um, so you, you decided you wanted to get into broadcasting. Yeah. Actually, um, when I went to school for journalism, journalism. I was really set Okay. On um, being like Lois Lane, like that reporter writing okay. for the newspaper. Um, I mean, as outgoing as I am now, mm -hmm. I wasn't always. I was. I'm naturally an introvert, mm -hmm. which people are like you're a cheerleader. You're yeah. not introverted. I was like, yeah, but I am. Um, and I was. I love telling stories. I love writing about stories. Um, so I was really set on being a newspaper reporter. Um, and then in university, uh, we got to experience radio. Yes. Just like this right yeah. now. We got to experience uh, broadcast, but we also got to experience uh, print writing. Um, I fell in love with the broadcast medium because it reminded me a lot of uh, when I was dancing growing up because it is um, you, it is live, yeah, that yeah. rush, that feeling. Um, but you're also able to tell people's stories in a different medium. Was there was there an inspiration for you that you, you saw someone's right, you know, you read someone or you saw someone on TV and said... I want to be like that or I want to do that. Like, how, where did you first get that yeah, spark? Yeah, like, people I really admire in the industry. Uh, Melissa Grello. Okay. Right? She's uh, with Bell Media. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, she start, She was she was a teacher first. And then okay. uh, she just switched careers and um, she was at Barry and made her way to CP2 for breakfast as a morning show host. Mm -hmm. And then uh, she hosts her own show now. Yeah. Uh, the Social and... She's also doing a Your Morning Show, and she has her own clothing line. And oh, wow. She had just a lot of things. Um, yeah. On the flip side, you have Aaliyah Jasmine. She started with MTV. Okay. She was, with, um, she was doing entertainment, um, music, and One Girl, Five Gays. Mm -hmm. um, and then she, I started to pay attention more when she uh, created her own show. Um, it was called Play With AJ. So she married her love for sport mm -hmm. uh, with entertainment and music and was able to combine that. And okay. I was like, that's really cool yeah. to see, you know, um, somebody like of my color, um, a young uh, professional and even a female to be able to cover sports and marry it with other passions yeah. um, and talk about it. Was Hazel May, was, is Hazel, Hazel May Filipino? Hazel May is Filipino, yeah. yeah was, she in, was she an inspiration? Beat. I mean, she she is, yeah. um, because there there aren't very many Filipinos or um, and women mm -hmm. in uh, media. Yeah. Um, so definitely looking to those people um, to see what their journey is. And mm -hmm. uh, it's really cool to see that they're able to carve a path yeah. for people who want to be in sports media or in media. Neat. So Humber... Guelph Humber. Guelph Humber, yeah. Media communications and journalism. Um, what was your, your first gig out of school? First gig. Paying, um, non-paying. Yeah, I worked at the Mississauga News. Okay. Um, so community close newspaper? to home, community newspaper, local okay. paper. Um, and that covering? was around. Well, that was around the time that um, digital media was like really fresh and new. Because I and like I mentioned, I was like I'm dead set on doing newspaper. Yeah, yeah. I'll like learn the ropes there. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I got there, uh, they're like, okay, we're going to put you with the web department. Um, we do this uh, online uh, news on demand uh, that we do on the hour, every hour. Um, okay. And it was I remember it vividly because it was a Thursday. And like tomorrow, um, come with uh, like makeup on and cleaner clothes and oh, you're so going to be on like, camera. Okay. I was like, 
on my second day. <laughs> and they're like, uh, yeah, he's like, because the news editor is like, well, nobody wants to see my mug, so we'll put you on, and you're going to learn the ropes. I was like, got it. And that's where I got my taste for video journalism. Yeah. Um, so um, in addition to anchoring that news on demand, um, we were also, our days oh, wow. were spent, uh, here's a video camera. Yeah. There's a news story. Go cover it. And the most vivid one I remember, yeah. and it was in January, um, and it was the start of the new year, and they're like, there's been a murder, and it happened in Mississauga. It's the first murder of the year. Yeah. We're going to send you. I was oh like, my- oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> so it was me and a bunch of uh, other news outlets, and I was like with this little, I had this little handheld camera. Yeah. I'm just waiting. I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. Um, but everyone was really nice because they're like, oh, we're, like, are you student? And I'm like, yeah, fresh out. And yeah. they're giving me tips, and uh in my head, I'm like, you're like, you have to interview like cops. You're gonna have, there's a dead body around. What are you gonna do with this? Yeah. Um, but it's funny because once it, um, I don't know, it's just once it's like performing. I don't want to say it's the same as performing, but sure. When uh, the minute you have to get get the news, get the story, mm-hmm. uh, just something else takes over, and you're you're in there, and you become desensitized to whatever it was. Yeah. That's taking place. So, wow. Yeah, that's my most vivid uh, memory for uh, my experience with Massagony. How long were you there for? I was there for about a year. Okay. Um, but, and again, my path wasn't very direct. Um, sure, My journey. Sure. So I was there for about a year. And around that time, um, I was also wondering, I'm like, you know, I, I do like this, but mm-hmm. I also was curious about PR and communications. And um, I was like, maybe that's better okay. for me. So yeah. um, I wasn't sure. So um, I actually went to the National Ballet School Okay. Um, um, because they were hiring for a digital media person. Um, and again, digital media. So you left like media, news. journalism, yes. news to go in. To communications. Yeah, okay. Because I was like, you know, like, um, like I don't know if I love it as much. And look, let me try this. And, you know, I'm very much, I t- encourage young people, um, mm-hmm. like life is a buffet. Try as many things as you can. Yeah. So you could figure out what it is that you like and what you want. Um, because I wasn't 100% sold on the news or even doing media journalism mm-hmm. so i did i did the was there was there something that you weren't sold on i'm curious about that um i just i found like i enjoyed it but i was wondering of like is that all there is or will i enjoy this okay do i want to make a career out of this okay um and you know a lot of people always mention oh like you're really good you're very bubbly and you have personal uh you know i thought you were in pr and i was like well, what does that mean yeah. <laughs> and um learning what public relations were and like communications mm-hmm. um i got into that uh with the national ballet school because i did grow up dancing okay. for about 15 years um, yeah. and really focused on ballet so i was like you know that's not a huge shift and digital media um it is a new platform uh at the time mm-hmm. so um you're not fully out of media but you are going to learn and explore yeah. other things. So um, I was there for about seven years. Um, wow. And But I was able to, the great thing is I was able to incorporate everything I learned from journalism and from school mm-hmm. into there. So, um, you know, we would pitch videos and I was like, I can do those and I could edit it and I could cut it. Yeah. Um, and even just uh, with the invention of Instagram and yeah. Facebook and using that and utilizing that as businesses. It was an opportunity to... Um, create from the uh beginning because i love i love being part of the process of creating um something new or setting the tone for something because uh that organization didn't have digital media as a voice Mm -hmm. and an outlet so i got to create and set the tone for that voice 
And you were there for how long, you said? I was there for about six and a half years. Oh, wow. That's a long time. Yeah. I mean, but and it, I think it's just timing is everything because when I joined the National Ballet School, um, the opportunity to join the Toronto Argos mm -hmm. came up. Um, same time? Around the same time, actually. So I was about, I was at the National Ballet School for about three, maybe four months. And then mm -hmm. I saw a posting for the Argos. They were looking for uh, Argos cheerleaders. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was like, you know, like if I'm able to do both, um, it marries my love for sport, but also yeah. with my love for dance. Um, and sport media has always been something I've been very interested in. So um, I was able to, if I were to get that, yeah. I would still learn the ins and outs of that industry. Okay. Um, or find ways to learn about it because you would still be in it. Um, so that my, that was in 2011, I believe, that mm -hmm. I joined the Argos Cheerleaders. Um, second year, she uh, my coach made me a captain, and I was like, my second year, okay. Uh, what does that mean to be a captain? As a captain, you're basically um, because there's about 30 girls, mm -hmm. um, so you have your squads. Yeah. Um, and you know you have one coach who's doing a bunch of different things, um, but she trusts her captains to take the lead on all, and to take initiative on a lot of those things. So. Um, my time as an Argos cheerleader really developed my skills, my confidence, um, and also just how to work in a team as well, mm -hmm. more so, because you are dealing with a lot of different personalities, um, amazing personalities, but um, the way I would think or execute something isn't necessarily the way other people would. Um, so you're learning how to interact with that and how to communicate what you need um, for such a large team, but you're mm -hmm. all working towards the same goal. Okay. Um, so that was with, uh, yeah, that's basically my role as a captain to lead my squad into like where do we need to be what do we need to do um if they have questions i would basically be their mentor mm. uh for them and uh, like i'm very lucky because i had mentors for for me as well there and the argos cheer sisterhood is what we call it okay um because the argos have been around for a very very long time how um, old are they? Like 100 Argos year old? is 1873 was when it Oh, my goodness. Made. I don't think we had cheerleaders in 1873. No. But um, it was really as early as maybe the, I want to say the 40s, um, that there's been cheerleaders around. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's this amazing sisterhood. And every year, there's an alumni performance. So you see oh. people coming uh, from all over. And to see where they are, it's really yeah. inspiring. Um, and you also want to have uh you already know what it's like to be a rookie or not know what it's like to be in this world mm -hmm. um so to if i'm able to pass my knowledge on and make girls who are in their rookie year or second year feel comfortable and if i can help teach them or help them grow then even better mm -hmm. i'm very curious about the the role and the function of cheerleaders in in sports it's i like to say it's kind of like my in-game host um, okay because uh for sports yeah um very much uh, there's an entertainment value it's a show when you go to mm -hmm. an, an argos game yeah, yeah um you're going for the game but then there's also the entertainment aspect of yeah, it yeah. right um there are breaks between plays uh what can we do with that right there's contest giveaways there's uh, getting fans excited getting fans hyped mm -hmm. um cheerleaders also provide to that game day element yeah um i mean you look back to like college football um yeah. It's just it. There's it. Just gets people excited and hyped up, um, mm -hmm. and that's what the role is. There's well. no male cheerleaders, though, are there? So this year for Argos, ah. uh, so Argos cheerleaders, you have the pom poms. Um, you, they dance. Yeah, uh, it's our dance team. Uh, this year uh, we also included um, a power squad. So there's about six. Mm -hmm. So. Um, they're doing the, the flips and the tricks up in the air and they're throwing them ah, up in the air. Okay, and that's okay. that's pretty new this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then this year as well, we also introduced the A-team. Okay. And they're, they're a squad of about 
six to eight guys, mm-hmm. and they're also there to hype up, and they add that urban flavor to it, and okay. um, like they're like it just it's so many different elements, yeah. um, to just provide an entertaining sporting uh, experience. They'll for page fans. out of the Raptors, it sounds like. I mean, for any sporting event, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit like Toronto is really amazing because. It has so many talented uh, entertainers, whether that's dancers or drummers or like power cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. It just uh, these are venues that or opportunities that uh, are provided for people who are looking to get into that industry. Okay, so six years at the National Ballet. Yep, uh, driving their digital strategy. That's uh, something you're familiar with. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> and then, um, and then at the same time, working on the side. Uh, cheerleading at Argos games. Yeah. Um, you, you, you must have seen, um, CFL in Toronto is, is, is a very interesting beast. It's not like out in Regina where it's like a religion. They're si- where they fill a 60,000 stadium. Yeah. At Mosaic. They have to tear down to build Mosaic Stadium, which yeah. is stunning. I haven't been to it in person, but that is on my bucket list. And then here it's like figuring out where the home can be and, you know, what is the future of, of, of the Argonauts in Toronto or the CFL in Toronto. Um, so you must have seen like a lot of waves, everything from um, sparse crowds and, and, and a bad team to um, the 100th anniversary yeah, the uh, was great the hundredth anniversary of the great cup. Hundredth yeah, great cup. I was so I was a cheerleader. So that was in twenty twelve. Yeah, yeah. Um, it made me fall in love and understand what CFL was all about. Okay, so um, tell me, help because, me understand. And the, so the great thing with Great Cup yeah. is um, it is hosted in different cities, um, and it's not necessarily uh, who's playing in the championship. Mm-hmm. So uh, this year it's going to be in Ottawa, Canada one fifty. Okay. Um, and next year it's going to be in Edmonton. Last year it was in Toronto. Okay. Uh, we also last had it in 2012 for the 100th. Um, my very first experience was the 100th Grey Cup, and it was a 10-day festival, mm-hmm. and people from all over Canada flock to the host city. Yeah. Um, and every day is just a party in the city, and uh, everyone has a different role. So as cheerleaders, you're going around to the different uh team specific parties okay and you do performances there and then mm-hmm. there's a cheer extravaganza uh which is i was like is it like bring it on and <laughs> <laughs> i'm like well no there's no competition but basically all the cheer teams um because all the cheer teams get to go to gray cup okay um wherever it is mm-hmm. um and they perform uh for the crowds and it's really cool to see the different styles uh from each city because not all teams are the same so okay. um you know uh edmonton saskatchewan they really are uh cheer ba- power cheer base so they're okay. flipping and whatnot whereas like bc toronto montreal it's all about the dance element of it um and you would just see their different styles like uh calgary they have cow uh cowboy boots on yes so it really, i can imagine that. right it just uh it goes with uh the city that you're in yeah um so that's the cheerleader aspect but um, for fans there's just something going on each and every day um you get to meet the players it's just i've heard stories or i've talked to people who were part of it and they're like yeah um like this person lives in montreal and this person lives in saskatchewan and we met a gray cup 20 years ago and every year we make the journey that we all get together oh wow and they would have been strangers otherwise so Mm -hmm. there's this it's this canadian feeling or i've never been more proud to be a canadian yeah uh, when there's a gray cup festival happening neat yeah and and the great thing in the 100th gray cup is Uh it was hosted here in toronto and toronto won it 
And from that, yes. I got my Grey Cup ring, the cheerleader ring. But uh, it was it was it was just so it was so cool to be a part of, um, and one of my favorite memories. Um, to being part of the Toronto Argos Football Club. I can't wait to show everyone pictures of your great cup ring. Right? Isn't it amazing? It's, it's all this bling. It's, it's not on my hand. You hands. didn't bring it with you. I didn't bring it with me. I completely forgot. Amira. I, was like, oh, I didn't bring it. You have to teach your clients. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. I knew it. And I was like, that's what I forgot. That's what I forgot. I almost lost it one, too, one really? time, too. Yeah. It was It was not exciting. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, had, I thought I was going to throw up. Uh, just you know when you feel just like the you thought got... of, of no, just like what I I uh, I had it on my hand. Yeah, it was off to, to a party. I think it was like a birthday party. Um, but we stopped by shoppers just to get a birthday card or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we like drove to the party, they're like, "Oh, how you been?" And it's been a while since I'd seen them. And I was like, "Well," and then I put up my hand to show off my bling, and there was nothing on my fingers. I was like, "Uh," and then I just got like clammy and pale. They're like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "Um." Um, I have to go. I, 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 I have to go. I think I lost my ring. And then I'm like, what? I was like, I have to go. So I was retracing from like the, like where we parked at the friend's place and the apartment area that I made my friend drive us back to that shoppers. And I was like, did anyone find that ring? I'm like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like panicking and freaking out. And my friend's like, like all casual. I'm like, why are you so casual right now? I'm freaking out. And they're like, uh, is this your ring? And I was like. So they found it at shoppers. Well, my friend did. I was, where did you find it? And he's just like, oh, it was on the parking lot ground, you know, where the yellow line is. Oh, my mark. goodness. It was on the ground. I was like, how did this happen? I was like, I'm, do you know how it happened? I was like, no, no idea. So we got back to the party and like, everyone's like, oh, you looked just terrified. I was like, I thought I, was punched, I got punched in the gut. Or like, I just didn't know what I would do. Wow. And uh, I was like, I don't know how that would have happened. And then there I am like leaning back in the party chair. And just I put, I took off my ring, put it on the table and started like, running my fingers through my hair and they're yeah. like is this how it happened maybe i was like oh maybe <laughs> and that's why i don't wear jewelry <laughs> or you should keep it on and not take it off no, i don't know about that yeah just, i don't know i keep knocking it into things but i just i'll uh, i'll just let it collect dust in a, the <laughs> box and just bring it out on special occasions bring it at you yes on game days there you go that's the one i bring it out nice now is it like a big massive ring like the players get is it similar to that no or? the players rings are huge like yeah. I, like i think it's like three three fingers or oh my goodness it's just it's it's stunning um ours is smaller mm-hmm. as a little bit more conservative okay but uh, I, I'll describe it to you. It's, it has an, an A logo. Yeah. Uh, on the side, there's a cheerleader logo. Mm-hmm. And then it says 100th Grey Cup on the other side. So. That's amazing. Yeah. I'll, I'll send pictures. Oh, I need to ask you this. I, I saw somewhere online that the Argonauts, is this their last year or they're finished already? What's, what's happening there? You know, um, the Argonauts, they were actually at the game on Monday. Okay. Um, so, or I guess two Mondays ago okay. when this airs. Um, so recently, Doug Flutie was in town. Yes, uh, yes. He's our, he was our back-to-back uh, Grey Cup champion MVP for 96-97. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really cool because uh, we threw it back to the 90s. He had his own bobblehead. Yes, um, I heard about that. You heard about it. You didn't come. I am so I haven't even been to a Jays game, and I'm like a massive Jays fan. Yeah, but Jays, there's like 80 games, <laughs> and uh, there's only like And I can't even find left. a time to go. That's 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 my challenge. Thursday. No, <laughs> that's my pitch. Thursday, 7.30. Thursday, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, um, they brought a lot of the alumni back. Mm-hmm. Even the Argonauts, they came. Uh, okay. So it was really nice to have nice. them um, play because uh, they were designated in the one of the corners um, on the east side, I think. Okay. Yeah. Neat. 
when did you go from doing this on on the side, um, part time uh, through the season, to quitting your full time gig? Yeah, at the I, National yeah. Um, so uh, I was. Uh, what was it 2011 2012 is when I became captain okay. uh, and then just a lot of people at the organization um, I got to know them more because I was like listen I do digital media for the National Ballet School um, I'd love to do the social media for Argos cheer and really create the brand for it okay because at the time there really wasn't one okay um, so I got to work with the communication guys um, mm-hmm. so and I could learn from them too which was the, the most amazing thing I was I was still able to learn from the Argos um, and also work with them, right? Yeah. Um, so Argos Cheer, I did, I was uh, running their social media accounts for about three or four years. Okay. And around the same time, um, I started doing, uh, hosting a TV show on Rogers Television in Mississauga. Okay. Um, so um, it was a little combination of doing your nine to five. Non-Argos related. Non-Argos related. Okay. So I did nine to five job at the ballet school. Yeah. Then um, I would do the Argos cheer uh, when we were in season. Yeah. And then uh, once a week I would be at Rogers TV hosting a TV show. Tell um, me about that show. What, yeah, what it was, was it about? It's called it, it was called In Saga. Okay. Um, and it covered lifestyle, culture, food, and food is like my favorite thing. Okay. And I always tell everyone if uh, my my dream yeah. is man versus food, I would like to be the female version of that. Ah, okay. Um, so basically, when people are like, well, what's In Saga? And I was like, you know, like we usually feature restaurants and like yeah. people bring food in and then we interview them and. Mm-hmm. Like so, for half an hour, an hour, you're on TV eating food. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, I guess that's like a Coles Notes version of it." Sure, that sounds like a cool job. <laughs> it's amazing. It was like great. Yeah, and it, I mean, it allowed me to learn the community more mm-hmm. because around that time, because I grew up in Mississauga. Yeah. Um, but I had moved to Toronto. Um, so when I started hosting in Mississauga, I was like, where are these, these things exist in Mississauga? Yeah. Where are these cool places? These, uh, like, like, like joints very much like we're in right now. It's more Uh, than just square one, right? I, I, I thought it was just square (laughs) one. That's, that was my childhood. Yeah. Going to the bus terminal, hanging out there. Yeah. Maybe even we'll go cross the road and go to the movie theater on a Friday night. (laughs) That was it. Um, but no, it was, it, it allowed, it opened my eyes up to, uh, the community that it had. Um, and it was, no, it was great. So I was doing that for about three years, doing mm-hmm. all three things. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, in 2015, 20, yeah, 2015, um, they were like, Hey, listen, uh, for the, this season where our home opener is going to be in Fort McMurray, Alberta. It was, uh, it was called the Northern kickoff. So our home game for Argos, uh, was going to be in Fort McMurray, Alberta. Okay. I did not know where Fort McMurray was. Yeah. Uh, then Googled it. I was like, and oh. what year was this? 2015. So it was before the fires. Before the fires. Okay. That's the best answer. I was like, yeah, before yeah. the fires. Yeah. Because I think it put Fort McMurray on the map with the fires. Yeah, but I was like, I, when the fires happened, I was like, I know where that is. I've yeah. been there. Wow. <laughs> but uh, we went there uh, for the game. And that's because there was, was there a... F- <coughs> The Argos didn't have a field ready or something Yeah, like that? it was a combination the of the, they didn't have a field ready, but it was also around the um, FIFA Women's World Cup. It was host Canada. So even Edmonton was also like, we need to find a field. So, um, oh, okay. you know, and it, it also brought football to um, the northern community. Sure, sure. Um, so we went there, flew out. It was really cool. And nice. uh, they're like, listen, uh, we're not flying out um, the, our in-game host there, but, uh, you know, we'd love for you to try out doing the in-game host because you're going to go as a cheerleader but during the game let's try you out on this wait so hold on they had an in-game host already 
and he was my co-host for that that year. Okay. Yeah, but the, like because he had other commitments, right? So they're like, I was we, say, we need did somebody. You guys, like, butt heads, like. No, oh he was goodness. he was amazing. I learned so much from him because okay. he was the host during all the time that I was uh, a cheerleader. Okay. Um, and I would be on the sidelines with him doing those hit like the hits. Like, I mean, I wouldn't be speaking, but it's yeah. Shay the pom pom encouraging the fans. Yeah. But it gave me an opportunity to learn from him, and even that like the year that we were co-hosting. Yeah. yeah. Um. I just I learned so much. Such a professional and just uh, okay. Yeah, a lot of I, I feel like uh, I could attribute a lot of my confidence in how I approach um, game days or just hosting is mm-hmm. because of him. Um, so, so tell the, me about that experience in Fort McMurray. Like yeah. on your own, you get thrown into the fire. I was nervous. Yeah, and, I can uh, imagine. I don't ever want to show that uh, playback reel because they're like, "You want me to send you the video for it?" I was like, "Sure," and I, saw, I was like, "No, I don't want to see that." <laughs> um, but it 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 is uh, it's funny because. Uh, I don't, it's fine, I do it now, but the first time you do that or hosting, mm-hmm. um, you really have to learn to shut out all the noise, if you will. Okay. Because, you know, you have fans cheering, yeah. and, like, you know, you have somebody talking to your ear, and um, you have the pom-poms going, and, like, yeah. I, like I used to be the po- person shaking the pom-poms, and... And now it's annoying you. <laughs> well, but it's, you know, and it does it now, but it's just one of those things where uh, you're you're now looking for other things or trying to focus on other things. Okay. Um, and learning to... Uh, shut off my cheerleader mind mm-hmm. on those hits and focus on hosting. Okay. So it, no, it was, it was a great experience. I just, it was very hot. Fort McMurray was hot mm-hmm. uh, on the, on the actual pitch itself or the field. Yeah. I think the temperature was up to 40 degrees. Wow. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, that, I mean, it was an experience. Um, I'm glad we went and I'm glad that was, sure. That's the story I would tell them. That was my first time as an in-game host for the Argos was yeah. at Fort McMurray. Does somebody write a script for you or is that up to you? Like, how does yeah, that like work? Yeah, we get, we get scripts okay. um, because uh, there's a lot of uh, great contests that we have some sp- sponsors. Like mm-hmm. uh, BMO, we do a debit card shuffle or yeah. Pizza Pizza, we would do something. Um, I just There's contests or activations. Um, and then my d- game day director would uh, bring me the scripts uh, okay. or send me the scripts about two days beforehand and then I would go over it and... Uh, then come game day, ready to do it. Nice. Yeah, it's 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 great. It's nice to see. Um, like I'm glad with my evolution, I guess, if you will, through the Argos organization because it did start as cheerleader and then mm-hmm. it grew to you know like I want to take on more responsibilities doing digital and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and then I I would pitch. Um, like I would I love editing. I want to do video. I'd love to pitch behind the scenes for the Argos cheerleaders. So yeah. that got me more on camera. Mm-hmm. So then it led to the in-game hosting. Okay. Um, but it's really cool um, that my role does change and evolve um, because I'm learning or I'm seeing different sides of what goes into putting together a game day. Because, yeah. you know, everyone's like, oh, it's so simple. Like, you just you go on the field and then when it's break, you guys talk and whatever. But the amount of uh, work that goes into it, I have so much respect for my boss, for my producer, and uh, all the things that they have to uh, organize and I guess control and execute. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a big process. Okay, and was that your is that when you started full time? Um, like so leaving. Uh... So I actually uh, made the decision uh, to resign from the ballet school. Yeah, I made that decision last year. So last year. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So last year was the uh, the Grey Cup Festival was back in Toronto. Okay. And um, when I got uh, the in game hosting for uh, BMO Field, mm-hmm. uh, I was like. I think you're going to host, you're going to be one of the hosts for Grey Cup. Yeah. And that's huge. For sure. Right? Because it's a different audience. I mean, it's packed and 
it's it's a championship game. Yeah. Right. Uh, it was it was so cool. One uh, Republic was the halftime performance. Oh, wow. um, they had this really great presentation of it. But mm-hmm. even like I was reunited with my co-host. So it was it was really cool uh to just to just experience that and yeah. uh, to be a part of it so i knew then i was like okay like uh you check marked a bunch of goals you had when you joined argos yeah um i think your next step is like you need to go full out with broadcast so uh and pursue that career full out mm-hmm. so uh in january i had sent in my two weeks it was one of the hardest things okay i ever did because i have such a great relationship with my boss there and sure uh, you know, seven years, yeah. right? Um, and it was my first job out of university, so uh, yeah, the, she was she was understanding. There wasn't like shock or anything. Yeah. It was very much, uh, yeah, no, I get it. Okay, like I think you're go go off. You're gonna be amazing. And wow, so supportive. And uh, a lot of people at there at that organization was very supportive. They're like, yeah, no, we knew that was coming. Like, like we're not surprised that it's like, oh, I'm just gonna drop everything and pick this new career. Uh, we knew that you've been working your way towards that. Nice. Yeah. So tell me, what is a typical day during the season for an in-game host? What does a day look like for you? So you want to talk about this week? Because we have a game on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> talk about this week. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I'm like, we get our scripts, like I mentioned, a uh, couple days in advance. Yeah. Um, but it, and it's, it's going over those. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, on like a couple days ago, uh, we filmed our look ahead. Um, so our look ahead is I. It's called the Double Lou Breakdown. Okay. Um, and uh, so like we, the magazine show that they showed just before the game, or no? So we release this on social. Um, okay. So uh, it, it's a day out before the game, letting fans know what they need to know before they come to a game. Um, so if if you're not following Argos or you have no idea that like there's a tailgate going on, like um, that's what this one minute. Uh, breakdown is so okay. I'll let you know like where the tailgate's happening um, what giveaways we might have so last game it was the Doug Flutie bobblehead um, mm-hmm. players also uh, like alumni they were giving autographs at the tailgate so okay. knowing that um, even what's happening during the game or, and what to look out for okay uh, Ricky Ray is our quarterback for mm-hmm. the Argos and he's been breaking a lot of records yeah this past week so uh, he's he's on pace to uh, break more franchise records wow so i yeah, didn't realize excited. he's been with the team that long he's he's been with the team since probably i want to say 2011 2012 oh wow so, yeah around the same time i joined there you go so there you go <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've been good luck for the team right yeah. yeah i hope so i hope so uh yeah i'm really excited about this year um just uh i don't know it's been it's been an amazing season so far i mean still early but sure. uh yeah, I, I'm really excited to see uh, where we're going to go because we have a new GM, we have a new coach, mm-hmm. um, and the we have a young team. So, yeah. So the game on Thursday is at 7.30. It's against Calgary. So what time do you show up? What time do I show yeah. up? So game's at 7.30, um, and I still have my Argos cheer routine in it because yeah. they usually show up about two two hours before the game, maybe three hours to go over rehearsals okay. and whatnot. Um, I, I usually show up. So the game's at 7.30. Um for me to mentally start getting there, I'll show up maybe three or four hours before the game. Okay. Just like I, I have like, you know how everyone has their routine of yeah. how, to, how to start like a game or whatnot. I'll like, go around. I'll like check out the field and just just get in the zone. Um, and then I, I just I naturally I've mentioned I'm an introvert. So I naturally yeah. just like quiet up and I was like, are you OK? You just seem really calm. I'm just like just conserving my energy. Yeah, it's, it's good. It just I like like very much. I like to just get in the zone. Is there a certain pregame meal that you have or 
certain. I just make sure I eat food because okay. I know when I like, like, I don't know about yourself, but running around, running around, I'm like, oh, I'll eat later. I'll eat later. Yeah, yeah. And then the entire day passes and you're like, I haven't had anything to yeah. eat. Um, and I did that once for one of the games. And uh, my, my uh, producer was just like, every 10 minutes you're just like, hey. I'm so hungry. And I, I was, I would be like, Hey, and she's like, what are you hungry? I'm like, how did you know? She's like, you've said that like seven times. I was like, got it. Got it. Like my energy would still be there, but I'm just like, Oh man. Like, it's just it, it, like you lose your focus a little bit. So yeah, yeah. last game, they're like, you're, you're, you have lots of energy today. Are you good? I'm like, no, I'm great. I had like a breakfast and lunch today. And like, let's do this. I'm ready to, I'm ready to whatever this game brings. Um, so yeah, my pregame meal is like, I just make sure that I fuel up because when the game starts, I just don't like, to like focus on other things i'll sure, just focus sure. straight on the game yeah um the game like the game starts at 7 30 but uh, gates open at six so six o'clock we're already doing our hits yeah um and then um the game ends probably if it's at 7 30 probably ends around like 10 10 30 and then uh people go to uh what's our party it's at williams landing at liberty village that's the official post game argos party okay so players go cheerleaders go um like head oh, wow. office goes and fans also go yeah, yeah um so it's an opportunity for them to you know like interact and mingle sure yeah, so it's oh, amazing. Yeah, no, it's a full day, but um, it, no, it's exciting. I, I like to call them my summer family, like okay. whether it's like uh, uh, you know, uh, season ticket holders, yeah. head office, just because you're you, you spend the summer with them, yeah, basically. So is it nine home games? A There's year? ten home games here. I mean, ten the preseason. Games. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten homes, but very good. Yeah, very good. And then they're on the road um, for just as much. So. And do you go to the? You don't go to the away games, right? No, not typically. Okay. Um, that would be awesome. Like, they were Saskatchewan. Uh, on Saturday. Okay. Um, I would have loved to have seen that stadium. That's the mosaic. The mosaic stadium. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're in Montreal after uh, this game. Okay. Um, I've been like the the beauty of the CFL is that I've been able to, or with Grey Cup even, I've been able to go to cities in Canada that I didn't think I would mm -hmm. go to otherwise. Yeah. Like uh, two years ago, we went to Winnipeg for Grey Cup. I don't. I was, I was like, "Why are you going to Winnipeg?" I'm like, "Grey Cup." Yeah. I'm like, I don't know when I would go otherwise. Yeah. Other sure. people, Regina, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, you do you do get to learn about the Canadian landscape okay. through it. So, yeah. Wow. So you, this is your full time gig now. Yes. In game host. In game host. Um, where do you like? What's 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 your 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 dream job? I know you had that one dream job of what would you say? What woman in food? Man versus Food uh, Food Network. Yeah. I don't watch food shows. You don't. <laughs> no. You're like the only one I know. Really? Or I, know who doesn't? Yeah. There's so many people that do, and I look and I'm, maybe because I don't, I hate cooking. I don't. Confession. Yeah. I cook just to out of necessity yeah. to live. Mm -hmm. I don't enjoy it. I actually. Well, I, I don't even do that. You don't enjoy food. I enjoy food, but You're I. Breaking I, my heart. So I have this. This is how lazy Kareem is with food. So you get uh, other people to make it, or you go to the restaurants. No, I don't. I don't like. I'm. I'm so lazy. This is what I did. So my 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 wife and son. I don't know if this was over one winter break. They were off in Calgary, so I was home, and I think one day I went to the grocery store and I, and I bought these like frozen pizzas, like three or four frozen pizzas. You can make that gourmet. Just add your own stuff on top. Well, here's no? what I did. I put that in the freezer. So one evening I'm at home. After work, it was a long day, and I'm watching Netflix, and I, go, I want some pizza. This is what I did. The kitchen is literally, like, over there. I have my cell phone in front of me. I call 967-11. No, no. I swear to you. 
I swear no. to you. It was it the do you not know how to work an oven? Oh no, I know I, I know how to work an oven. <laughs> was it just the idea? I was like, I had to get up. Yes. And then I gotta wait. I, didn't I gotta open this and then I gotta exactly. defrost. And then you mentally yeah, I worked said, your way out of that. I, I, that's what I did. And I said, you know what, and I wanna pop and there's no pop in the house. So let me order myself a pizza. So this is Kareem and his his food. So you the, know the amount of time it takes you to order the pizza and for it to deliver would have been the same time. I knew that. For the, <laughs> I, I it just knew that. it doesn't taste the same. That's <laughs> that, that's the same thing when I cook cook like uh, like I, I again I love food and I can recognize it. I come from a family who does cook. Yeah. Who bakes and I can identify like I'm like oh like no it's missing something or it's like really it's good or like I like I mean I like I like to say that I have a scale of it's good or it's not yeah if you ask me why I can't really explain it it's just I've been surrounded I've been very lucky that I've been surrounded by really good food oh nice I have not made those because <laughs> I like in my family if they're like oh who made this like I did they're like yeah we're not gonna eat that I was like but it's why why they're like no it's fine we're not we're we'll just make really? our own I was like, All straight right. to your face yeah but the thing is is that yeah when it comes to food I don't enjoy it because mm -hmm. the amount of time it takes to prep it, yeah. to cook it, and then you finish eating it in about three minutes, and you're like, it doesn't even taste as good as when you buy it in a store, like a sandwich. I yeah. can get a sandwich at the local deli. It's amazing, mm -hmm. and I try to replicate it at home. It like, doesn't it's work. Not, it's not the same. Something's missing. I was going to get hummus one day, and my wife said, no, no, let's make it. So we bought all not the ingredients the to make it. No, we never even bothered making it. I said, I'm just going to go get hummus. <laughs> just sit. The canned uh, chickpeas just sit there? Yeah, and a bunch of other stuff. I don't know what it needed. But we bought all the ingredients and never, no. <laughs> so next, I think I, I, I think two weeks later, I said, this is ridiculous. And, and I just you went. donated the canned goods. No, I, I, think, uh, I think my mother-in-law made something. I've, I have, and I that's have where you get your food from. And that's, yeah. But tell me yes. your dream job. Dream job. Dream yeah. Job. Again, like the people that I admire, they've been able to do it all. I mean, I'd love to um, sit on the desk and uh, deliver the news, but sports media is something like mm -hmm. I would love to I'd love to be a part of. Yeah. Um, and then eventually host, host my own show. Morning talk shows have also been part of my uh, yeah. Part of my checklist. Okay. I have a checklist. I have a little checklist, and I can't reveal them all. Okay. I like to keep so that more, nice well, the close. morning... Morning show. Morning like, show. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people are like, yeah, you, you have a bubbly personality. I think you'd do really well with that. Yeah. Um, But, like, I mean, as much as I'm a confession, I'm not actually a morning person. Okay. Um, I, I like I, li I like my sleep. You like your I like, sleep. I like my uh, mornings sleeping yes. in bed. But um, I just, I love the the lightness of it. I mm -hmm. love, uh, I, again, I love talking to people and uh the energy I bring, I attribute it to my Argos cheer personality, my okay. cheerleader personality, that everything's like positive and everything's great. And um, yeah, I, I find I get the best interviews uh, from people who, um, if I bring up my, that kind of energy for myself. Nice, nice. I mean, you, you had that show in Saga yes. um, where you were interviewing local famous people, let's call it that. Um, up and coming, local Up and coming, talent. yeah. For this morning show of yours that you're going to have, um, do you have people like, one day I want to interview this person? Like Kareem? Like me. Yes. No, you don't want to interview me. I'm not a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there, is there people that in your in, the in your thing... checklist that you say, you know what, I want to interview this person? Yeah, once. well, see, so, so the great thing with um, the miss, like within Saga, mm -hmm. um, I always try to find ways that I can get people that I want to interview onto the show. But I also, you also have to make it work, right? Okay, yeah. Um, like, you know, like, in Saga is all about featuring local artists. Chad, Owen, Chad Owens uh, played for the Argos. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of our big guys. And uh, 
then he moved to Hamilton, and now he's in Saskatchewan. But he's from Hawaii. Yes. Um, he moved his family to Mississauga. I was like, this is perfect, right? Okay. So as soon as that happened, they really put the release out. I was like, hey, I need you to come on my show. And we're going to interview. Because I've always said, like, working at Argos, I was like, I'm going to interview this guy. So like, you have this pull with the Argos. I don't know if I have a pull, but it just, it's well, you just timing, Chad Owens. right? I was just like, what can we do, right? What can we do? Um, so I like, and that's the thing. I also like to support that. So who nice. can we like, so my interviewing players is something that I want to get comfortable with. Okay. Um, and like, that's part of the sports world. So I was like, okay, I need to get them on my show. Like, let's see if I can carry this conversation. And it was, Me. it was so fun. It was so great. Um, because it was so lighthearted. Yeah. Um, who would I want to interview? I don't know. I, that's a really great question. Yeah. I never thought about that. <laughs> you have to have like your, your guys. Yeah. Or your girls. For sports or girls. Sure. Yeah. For sports. Okay. So Robbie Alomar, I would love to interview. Yes. Grew up playing baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't actually uh, fangirl or freak out a lot. At okay. all, like barely, like I'm very like cool headed. Um, yeah. So again, my, one of my experiences with the Ch- Ar- Argos um, Robbie Alomar was going to do the opening kick part of the ceremony. Yeah, I yeah. found that out ahead of time, and I was like, "Guys, that is like my that is my favorite <laughs> player in life." Because I grew yeah. up playing second base, okay. and I was just like, "We can relate, like like World Series, whatnot." And I was like, "I have to meet him. I have to meet him. I need to make this happen." Yeah. yeah. So um, my coach, I, like I was like, "Listen, I heard who the uh, surprise kickoff guy is." I need you to let me be on the field when that happens. She's like, okay, we'll put you on. And then, like, the host at that time, too, and the other cheerleaders, I was like, I'm so excited. I'm going to meet Robbie Yalamar. He's my favorite player. Yeah. Like, baseball. I was just going off like I am now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, I was like, they're like, okay, you're going to, like, forget what he's on. I'm like, no, I'm actually going to be the opposite. I'm going to clam up. Yeah. And, and not gonna, say like, anything. Shut down. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, please don't tell him that I'm a fan because I'll be so embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's cool. That's what the host said. He comes up. He's like, oh, hi. Nice to meet you. I was like, Hey, and then he's talking to everyone else, and then uh, the host is like, "Hey, she's a big fan." I'm like, "Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that?" And then I look looking on the ground, and then I'm standing beside him. It's just quiet. He's like, "So, so you 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 play baseball? You're a fan?" I'm like, "Yeah, I played second base. Um, big fan." Just looking away, no eye contact. And I was like, "I'm gonna go now." And then oh, I was no. like, "And then like you want a picture?" I was like, "No, no." I was like, "Can we get a picture?" <laughs> and then uh, and then after that, I was like, "Guys, I met Robbie." I met him. Yeah. And so I would like to interview and I but even even like Joe Card, like that era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to interview those guys. Oh nice. And see what it is. And I imagine it's similar because I see when like when Flutie came. Yeah. And uh and all the alumni players came. Like pinball was there too. Yeah. Um, just that energy they had when you bring them all to a room. I feel like you just relive all these moments. So I would love to be in a room to hear all their stories of what nice. it was like twenty years ago. That's amazing. 21 years ago, 22 years ago. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Yeah. You? Do you have a person? Well, funny you should ask. So, yes, I've got two. <laughs> I was like, you're like, I really asked you this so that I could give you my two. Well, see, that's <laughs> one of the tips I've learned after 88 episodes. Um, <laughs> no, so I've got like two, like, like these are like dr- dreams, right? Okay. Um, David Letterman. Yeah. And Neil Young. Okay. Yeah, I'd love Why? to. I'm. I'm. A, I. I remember. So David Letterman. I've. I had watched him for years, back when he started on his his late show, um, on on NBC, and it was hilarious. He was funny. I remember as a kid living in Scarborough, sneaking down, to and it came at like at twelve, so it was on global TV. <laughs> he was on global TV, and from eleven. 
what was he, 11, so 12. He came on at 12.35, but right before him, I think there was like a sports show or something. I can't remember. Sports. But Yeah, and I said, yeah, forget that. Dave 11, 12.35. And I remember faking going to sleep, 12.30, and I'd start sneaking downstairs to watch him. And I, and I had, um, and he was on the cover of magazines and stuff, so I'd have them in, on my wall, framed. <laughs> and in my wallet, up until I got married, probably after I got married, I had his picture in my you wallet. You did. I was going to ask you. I did. Was um, it like tattered and torn on the corner? It was. And faded. And I, I had forgotten about it. And I remember, I, oh, here's my old wallet. And I remember opening it up and I go, oh, my God, there's here's pictures of David Letterman in is my that, wallet. So if you were to have that now, is that creepy or is that just like, no, this guy I was a kid. Him. That was, yeah. But if you, you had know, that now in your wallet. Yeah, if it, if it was now, if I had his wallet, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that would be creepy. Um, your second one, Neil Young. Neil Young. Yeah, I've just always been a fan of his music and his his attitude. Um, like, you know, don't give a shit attitude about the record company. I don't care what people think of me or my music. And just does what he wants to he do. Does it for him. Yeah. And and so I'd love to... I, I'd have to prepare because I'd, I'd just... I, Would you freak? I, yeah, I'd have to literally have questions because I, I might freak. Question one. Yes. What is your name? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> I knew that answer. Um, but I'm coming up to episode 100 okay later this year and i wrote down my friend said you know what you need to write down a list like a top 10 list so i wrote down top 10 list and i've got people like i'd love to interview jose bautista as my favorite current j um would you talk about the bad lip i would talk about the cultural impact and the cultural you know what's behind that culturally because when he did that i had no problem with it and i even blogged about how it you know how this is who he is it's not a but it's like an etiquette thing Back yeah, in uh, exactly, right? Latin America, yeah, right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So I, I want to talk to him about all that stuff. Um, more than baseball, I want to talk to him about him. Did you know what you were doing when you did that? Is that what you <laughs> No, because I know no one does, right? You just do it because it's like... You're you jacked. Know, you... Yeah, absolutely. Um, but another person on my list is someone that you've mentioned already. Mike Pinball Clemens. I being would... in this, just being in the same room as him? Yeah. Like... See, I've, I've met him. I've, I've got. Fo- I've t- taken photos with him. Um, you know, just through work and we, where mm. he's come to speak and stuff like that. But I'd love to sit down with him and just chat with him about him. Yeah, a little bit about he, football. That's on, he's is on my list, but just him and his story. Yeah, and wh- how does he like? Because he, and I think you guys work for the same kind. Like he's. He's, I think so. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he, he is, is he is the Argo for yeah. for us. Like he is our face of the Argos and just every and time still, I wanted to ask you he's still the face right like he's still I mean he's like do people still game? know who he is oh yeah like really it's eh? pinball. I mean when you ask like when you ask anyone like name a name a Toronto Argonaut right yeah. first person the whole name is pinball Clement it's amazing um and it's just his energy and just what he contributes to not only the CFL but to Canada mm-hmm. um he's not even Canadian yeah. Right. He's he's he started out in the states and then he made his way here and he call he chose to call Canada his home. Yeah. So there's there's just so so much amazing stories that come to why did you choose this? Yeah. Um. Even the energy he brings because he is a he's such a motivational guy. He's such yes. a positive person mm-hmm. that you like he doesn't have to speak. He just has to be in the room and yeah. you immediately feel this different mood change. Absolutely. Um. But yeah, he he is he is up here and that's also part of the reason why like. 
he's one of the people I admire and why I like going out to the community. Is he still at all the games? He's still at the games, yeah. That's amazing. All, like, there was like, where's Pinball? Like, yeah. he's, he's out there with the fans. Yeah. He's shaking their hands. He's hugging them. He's talking to them. He's mm-hmm. And every time I say him, he's always, and to everyone he talks to, he's like, thank you for supporting and thank you for being here and thank you for doing your job. It's yeah. just, it's so infectious what he does. Perfect. So when we finish recording, we'll, we'll devise a plan. To get here? So to get I'm, here I'll be back here for the 100th. You'll come back here. You'll bring Pinball. Will pinball. Be yeah. Okay, we'll figure this out. We'll figure it out. Stuff. For sure. And Joey Betts. And Joey Betts. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Before he gets traded or leaves Toronto sometime, you never know what's uh, what's what's going to happen. you got to get your 100th before that. I know. <laughs> that schedule, I need to, like, I'll, I'll record the 100th, like, tomorrow if it means I get I get my get, you know? So, Don't let the world know that. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, this is live. This is, yeah. Um, so I went to a TFC game. Okay. Um, no, was it a TFC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, but <laughs> it wasn't. It they wasn't do a, play at BMO as well. It's they, true. They do play at BMO. I, I didn't realize that. Um, but it was. It was. Uh, it was the TFC versus Montreal. It was part of the uh, um, Canadian the national. Yeah, yeah. Hockey Canadian hat. championships. Um, and there, there's this fan zone. You're familiar. There's this the one supporter zone. section. All the yes. yes, the supporter section. Very interesting. Um, I wouldn't disagree if somebody if somebody replied if somebody said yeah they're they're a bit racist because there were some <laughs> ra- some racist signs out there. One of the signs was no Argos at BMO. I'm trying to yeah, pull it up right yeah, now. Yeah, no Argos I'm at BMO. To, I'm trying to flag her, and I was just like, no, nope, I'm listening. Yeah, so I'm 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 very curious what and and I know TFC doesn't own the field. Um, <laughs> I think it's is it still owned by the city owns it. I don't it's, even know who owns it. The city owns BMO. Yeah. Um, so a friend sent me this when they were at the game. That's um, right. That's the it sign. Was, there was a picture. It was just a picture of the supporter section. I was like, hi, you're at the game. Great. Thanks for rubbing my face. Because, uh, I, I mean, I do love uh, watching Toronto FC. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been watching since uh, their inaugural year. Mm-hmm. Like, my first TFC experience was in Washington. Um, and understanding what that culture was. That was my first experience with a soccer uh, match or experience. And that culture is it's so amazing mm-hmm. so when we got news that we are going to be sharing bmo field with tfc yeah a lot of people were like well what do you think it's outdoors and you know like wh- like it's bmo i'm like you know what that atmosphere is insane i'm so excited yeah. that we're going bmo um so zooming in i was like oh it's a crowd whatever this picture that he sent me right. and then i zoom in i'm like oh that's why he sent it to me no argos at, no at, at, at bmo um i get that from some friends because they're huge yeah, yeah, fans, yeah. and we'd just be like randomly they'll just be like no Argos at BMO I was yeah. like yeah you know it is what it is <laughs> um, it is what it is it's part of how they yeah. react or they're receptive to it mm-hmm. um, I don't want to say it's negative because you're still talking about Argos yeah um, and they then now people will know that Argos play there, there too there you go um, but I mean at the same time we <laughs> have 10 home games mm-hmm. uh, TFC is much more and I mean I rugby also plays at BMO, yeah. um, and I imagine that they rough that up a lot more. Absolutely. Than, uh, than a football match. Than a football match. Well, I, I hate that the uh, soccer players mess up the field. You you hate football. that for football. Thank you for Jeez. that passion. My goodness gracious. It's kind of cool what they do though, because uh, they really take great care of that grass. They do. They, like yeah. They seem to like when we were, when we were there, they were watering the grass at halftime and everything. And I said it's been a wet season. Why do we still no, need but to water even, it? Yeah, just they, they got to take care of it. And even they have these the, these those lights 
to heat the grass and to let it grow. Oh, I haven't grow. seen those. No, because it's, like, it's not there After when uh, it's the not game. there during the game because that, that would be problematic. Yeah. <laughs> you do a lot of um, do a lot of work like supporting a lot of nonprofits and stuff like that. In, in, a lot in, of the community, community work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about a couple of them that are near and dear to your heart. Yeah. I mean, that all started. Um, I mean, if you want to go way back, my parents are heavily involved in the community. That's okay. something I just grew up with. So mm -hmm. uh, for me, that's normal or that's just part of part of it. Um, okay. You know, my parents, like everyone's like, oh, you're so busy all the time. But you're going here to here to here. And you're also doing like community outreach work. And I'm like, yeah, that's normal. Everyone does that. Right. Yeah. Because um, that's just what I was surrounded with because my parents did that. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it is very important to give back. I mean, like coming from the Philippines, um, mm -hmm. you know, my parents were like, yeah, like we moved here, like not for us, like we would have been fine there, but we moved so you guys can have better opportunities. Um, mm -hmm. And it like they would always remind us, like it is important to give back because uh, not everyone's very lucky. Sure. Um, or has the opportunity to do things. Like I never realized how expensive dance was or being enrolled in organized sport. Mm -hmm. um, I just thought everyone did that. Sure. Um, and looking back, I'm like, okay, not everyone gets that opportunity. So um, whether it's supporting an organization um, who raises funds to um, let people who um, aren't able to afford to go to these things or to support organizations that do produce these kind of programs, mm -hmm. I definitely want to be a part of. Um, the uh, Argos, back to Argos organization, we do a lot of community work for them. That makes up. So game days probably make up, I want to say, 60% of being part of the cheer organization, mm -hmm. but 40%, if not more, sometimes mm -hmm. it's going out into the community okay. um, and be involved. So that's how I was really introduced to the Toronto scene of that. Yeah. Um, they also have the huddle up program. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, for anti-bullying or bullying prevention program. Okay. Um, and it gives an opportunity for me to go into schools, um, talk to young girls mm -hmm. about social bullying because it's so different from um, physical bullying, okay. which is what guys tend to do. Yeah. But social bullying is very much mean girls. Mm. Right. And it, it, and then that conversation turned into um, just talking about self-esteem and um, stereotypes and self-confidence, um, because a lot of people, they don't have an outlet to talk about that or they feel like they're the only ones who go through that. Mm -hmm. um, so for me to, or any of the other cheerleaders or anyone in the organization to come in and talk about that, to say, hey, like, I know we all, all look glamorous or we have the smile on our face, but we know what you're going through and like if you need somebody to talk about it or if you need somebody to relate to that we could be those people sure um because i would have like i never grew up with an older sister mm. um so having that support i would have loved when i was their age yeah um so yeah huddle up's very close to my heart um you know the one i was really part of this year uh was called the start to finish program um start to finish start to finish so okay. it was a reading and running program okay so um every thursday um, they would uh, combine. Uh, they would do. They would lead up and train for a 5K in May. So it starts in September. Mm -hmm. um, and I went out to school at Oakville, and they do. Uh, they do these programs um, all throughout Canada. So my place was Oakville. So we would do like a running session, or just to get them active. <clears throat> and then um, the next hour would be reading because a lot of them have different reading levels. And mm. then we would just sit down and have like reading time because it's so important. Yeah. Uh, not just. Uh, physical literacy but yeah. also literacy sure. in general because uh not a lot of, not a lot of kids uh would choose to pick up a book versus pick up their mm -hmm. phone or smartphone or whatnot yeah. or video games so that's so true that's yeah. so true thanks for coming by jackie thank you for having me i really really appreciate this time yeah and we'll have you back for episode 100 
What I was gonna say the one hundredth Grey Cup. Yes, one- episode one hundred. <laughs> <laughs>